Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. How are you guys doing? I mean, I'm still kind of bummed that I'm the third person in this, but you know. You know what? Buy your own recording equipment. You could be number two. <laughs> you right know, on. I guess being a number two. I, I guess I'm okay with being three. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Today we have a very, very, very special episode. We've got Justin on the show today promoting the up and coming Hi Mommy film and uh, also a producer of the film's Afraid of Sunrise. I'm sorry. I was, you blanked there, host. I, I, I almost said across the sunrise, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, and today we're going to be just chit chatting about horror, conspiracies. Paranormal stuff, because you know that we're in, we're down with that. Now we're part of the investigation team. At least in the future, we will be. Uh, and we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna chew his brain a little bit and let him chew ours, and uh, we'll see what happens. Justin, how you doing, friend? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm about half a beer in and uh, feeling that warm, fuzzy feeling on the face. So uh, let's start from the beginning. What what got you into movies? Because I'm a huge movie fan, I, a horror movie fan on top of that. And I'm just curious, like, you know, what, how, what was the beginnings like? Well, um, at a very young age, I actually uh, got my hands on a copy of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, um, yeah. This is when Larry says great I, documentary. I, <laughs> and and I, um, I watched the shit out of that. So um, it, the first time I saw it, it scared me. The second time I saw it, I wanted to know how they did that rotating room. I wanted to know how they do the all the blood effects. So I was, you know, like a six-year-old kid bugging my mom about horror movie effects. And she had no idea. Um, and so I kind of just started figuring stuff out on my own. Um, and I got into film basically because of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, it made me look at uh, films, uh, at a different, on a, you know, on a different plane. So it, it, it really was my springboard into filmmaking and horror movies kind of rolled up into one. Awesome. Dude, I am a huge Wes Craven fan. So it's cool to hear. I'm initially as a kid, that was the first movie that scared the shit out of me. Um, same here. I, I think, I think we have a little bit of a fascination with the things that we don't understand, especially as children and horror. I definitely think appeases more to, to younger boys. Um, when I first, cause I, before, even before I saw nightmare on Elm street, I remember seeing the movie total recall, which isn't necessarily horror, but I just remember seeing like the gross effects and just being like shocked and amazed, like with the little stomach baby alien and, and, uh, and, and the third breast. Oh well, uh, yeah. There, nothing that, scary about that. No, that there was a little bit of a awakening for me, but yeah, no. So when I sure. finally, yeah, when I finally fi- f- f- 
saw my first uh, naked woman, I was confused. There's only two. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me for a loop. So okay, so so you you see the the movie has an impact on you. Now, did you like did you like the rest of the series or? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the whole the whole shebang, um, and it's you know, Freddie kind of um, um, grew as a character throughout those films and becoming you know he became funnier. He became more like you know whipping off those one liners and and all of that. Um, I'd say my favorite of the series is, is Dream Warriors, of course, but um, definitely. The first one um, definitely had the biggest impact. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's that. Also, I I think the first one has a very, um, it's it's the scarier one. It's kind of it's the it's like uh, Alien versus Aliens. It's the one with a little more ominence to it, and and Freddy's not really quipping as much. Um, Okay, so Nightmare on Elm, you see Nightmare on Elm Street, you, you you probably in your head decide, okay, that's it. I think there's something here. There's something I want to do. Um, now, I, when when did you decide to go to film school? Was that pretty early on too? No, um, I actually wanted to be a baseball player. Um, I just I really wasn't um, good enough. <laughs> well, uh, let me. Uh, retort. Um, I I could have been good enough if I pushed myself, but I was, you know, a teenager chasing girls around, and you know, I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. But um, uh, I think because of that, I kind of leaned toward film. Um, I wa- I wanted to go to film school um, around junior and senior year. And my parents were like, you can't do that. You gotta, (laughs) you know, you you can make movies and stuff, but, uh, you're going to have to have something to fall back on. And so I, I got kind of pissed about that. And I moved halfway across the fricking world, um, to Alaska. I went to Alaska, uh, to school for a little while, but, um, I decided I hated it. What was that? What was Alaska like? Uh, it was like stepping into your like own horror movie. It, it was pretty, it was pretty, um, I was on an Island off of the coast, a uh, little tiny Island called Sitka. And, uh, you, there's only like 20 miles of open road and the rest of it is, um, uh, the Tongass national forest, which is, um, the largest temperate rainforest in North America. Did you hear any legends about like Bigfoot or anything while you were up there? Any sightings? Um, no, not really. Um, we were kind of closed off on this Island. So like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's not really much going on. And, and, um, but, uh, it's like, um, but there's fucking bears there. And, uh, <laughs> I came, I, those are, those are actually scarier than big. I, you know, I came face to face with one on, uh, right before I left there and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So any like paranormal type experiences though? I mean, other than just the bears? Um, not up there. No. Okay. 
Any, no, it, not up there. I did see I did see um, the Northern Lights quite a bit, and that was pretty funky to watch. Yeah, I mean, I I myself spent some time in Iceland. I remember seeing the Northern Lights, and then you probably had that daylight all the time during the summer, and then in the wintertime, it's just like pitch black, kind of hole up, hibernate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I left in the late fall just as it was getting to that point. Yeah. Now, have you had any paranormal experiences uh, yourself any at any time? Um, I've 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 had one, but I like I kind of want to preface this in saying that I'm still a skeptic. Okay, right um, excellent. I've um, told this story actually before on on another podcast. Boo! <laughs> but um, uh, it's 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 interesting, and I won't use um. A specific name, but uh, when I was growing up, I had a, a really close friend, and um, he was a few years younger than me. And he, um, we like spent the night at each other's houses, like every other weekend. You know, we'd switch off. We were just all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we, uh, his bedroom was upstairs. His brother's room was upstairs really tiny, really small rooms, actually, in this upstairs of this house. Um, and it, the upstairs is, is so small that it only has those two rooms. There's no hallway. There's no uh, uh, there's no bathroom or anything up there. And uh, a few times when I would be spending the night, I would see my friend. He'd get up, you know, in the middle of the night, and he'd go into his closet and just piss in it. <laughs> Sorry, that's and not been there. It, it, it's, well, I've been drunk and done that, yeah. but you know, a, sock a drawer, laundry doesn't. Yeah, laundry basket doesn't matter. You know, a ten-year-old or however old we were at the time. Um, but uh, I, you know, and I, I really didn't want to say anything to him, but it, it happened. You know, a couple more times, and I, I asked him one night. I'm like, well, why don't you just go downstairs and take a piss? And he, uh, he, you know, he was half asleep, and he pretty much said something about his dead nana. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, all right, you know, I was half asleep, you know. And so there's one night I have to pee, and I go downstairs, and I see like this apparition off in the corner. It's like old lady in a rocking chair. Wow. No, no. Was it was it like pitch black in the house or did you was was there any yeah, light? Yeah, it was completely dark. Um and uh, she was like kind of see through and she was like wearing white and just rocking in this rocking chair and like Did she say anything like now I'm gonna have to watch you pee. <laughs> Man. No, she didn't. She didn't say anything at all. In fact, I was just kind of Scared wasn't sure was. what I was seeing. So I went into the bathroom and closed the door and took my piss. And when I left the bathroom, she was was not there, and there wasn't even a rocking chair there. Whoa! Oh, wow! Ghost chair. Ghost Nana. And so, and so that's really. All I have 
um, as far as an experience with the paranormal. Um, UFOs, that's a different story. Right on. Well, we'll, let's dive into UFOs a little bit, though, because we actually did an episode about gray aliens now. I know. I actually have been listening to this podcast. What? I have been. Oh, and there was There was one episode, I'm not sure if it was a vampire one or what, but there was like five minutes of you guys giggling like girls. (laughs) That's about right. That's this podcast in a nutshell. I'm driving to fucking work at like three in the morning, (laughs) and I'm giggling like a girl for five minutes. Well, you know, that's that's part of it. I mean, we get in here, we have certain amounts of info that we want to shoot out, but a lot of times we tangent. Um... That's cool though. I'm gl- I'm glad that you had that moment. Um so we I'm convinced there's aliens and I you know, I don't know what the government's ever going to like unveil about that. I don't know if that's just like some some secret thing that that just, you know, whether you're going to pry and find info or you you know, it's just something where you're just chasing your tail and you're not going to get any answers. But what about you? Like what do you think? Do you think there's there's other species out there? Well, um, whether my opinion is is right or wrong, um, I think it's it's rather um, I don't know ignorant to think that we're like the most special thing in this whole universe. True. Um, uh, I, think I, I think am. that our I think that our universe is t- is is thriving. I think our universe has tons of life all over. Um, whether right. most of them are intelligent enough to travel um, as far as they would have to um, and have that kind of technology, um, I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, I was just reading the other day, somebody, uh, some famous scientist was saying that um, even if there is intelligent life on other planets, they would um, collapse their own societies would collapse by the time they got technology good enough to travel that far there would be too much war there would be too much all this other shit going on um so there's that um and then there's what i've witnessed with my own two eyes that's what i'm curious about dive right in sir um i have they're really three experiences, and two of them are connected to each other. Uh, I'll start with one of them. Um, I used to work at a TV station in Rockford, Illinois. Um, I now live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, well, I, I saw that you were in New Mexico, though. Actually, I remember that. Yeah, there's plenty of alien love and lore here. Um, have you been to Roswell, by the way? You know, I have not driven down there yet, but it is definitely on the top of my list. Hey, if we ever come out there, let's do a road trip. Yeah, we should. I could, uh, we could document it. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Field trip. Right on. Sorry, I, I don't mean to stop either. So um, I was working at this TV station, and, and in between the, the shows, we had a lot of downtime, and we'd just hang out outside when it wasn't um, freezing out. Um, and so... Um, me and my friend Pete and another guy um, were just hanging out, and we see like this low flying craft with um, lights that kind of went in a triangle 
okay. And the craft was like a triangle, and it was really low flying, and there was absolutely no noise. And now the television stations, um, now the television station is way out in the country. There's not jacking shit around. Um, and so uh, we see this thing go by, and we're just like, what? The three of us were just, you know, what the hell is that? Right. And then, like, two minutes later, uh, an all-black chopper flew by. Whoa. Um, in the same trajectory or the same way that the the craft was moving um so that was uh an episode i had with other witnesses right um now this other one no witnesses it was just me um and this is also in in northern illinois uh where i grew up and uh i was dating this girl um that went to college uh in about a 30, 35 minute drive from my house. Um, and it was all back roads and, uh, I would go and visit her, uh, stay the night sometimes and sometimes drive back at, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night. So one night I'm driving back and off into the distance on the right hand side of the road, I saw this big light now it was a cornfield in between me and this light so uh and this was at night right i'm sorry yes sorry uh it was about 11 o'clock at night okay and 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 this is just as i was probably about 15 minutes from home i was almost there and uh, I see this light. Now, normally, um, during the year, I'm used to seeing lights in fields because there's the farmers are work at night when it's not as hot. Um, so this was January and um, very snowy. And I, uh, I pulled over to the side of the road. And I just kind of try and focus on this light. and. The, it was white, whitish blue in color, and it encircled this whole uh, farmhouse and the barn right next to the farmhouse. Can I, can I stop you for one second? I'm curious. You, this was recent, or relatively recent, right? Um, this, was, this one was um, about 13 or 14 years ago. Okay. I was going to ask if you had, had some sort of device on you, like a smartphone, because every time we... Oh, no, not, not then. I don't even think I had a cell phone at that time. No, um, not 13 years this, ago. This, this was like, you know, I, I don't know, 2001, I believe. Right. Maybe so. 2002. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and so... I. I see this light. It's just kind of hovering over this farmhouse in this barn. And I'm trying to focus in on it and, and see if I can make a shape out, but it's just a light. And, uh, I started to get this overwhelming feeling of fear and panic put into me. Yeah, Like it wasn't just me. Like it, it really felt like, something was making me feel this way. Wow. Like I, I almost felt paralyzed. 
but I know if I if I needed to like scratch my face or something, I could. But there's no way in shit I was getting out of the car. Wow. I wonder if that's just. I wonder if that was like almost like your inner like primitive minds telling you like danger. You know how they say like when you're being hunted or fear of death type of thing, you start to kind of shut down. That that may be. I'm I'm not sure. Um, and then you know what seemed like five minutes or so, um, this light like lifted up and it went up very very slowly. It was Jesus. And then and then it just shot off really quickly. And after after a moment, there was like a boom, and it wow. shook my it shook my car. Holy shit. And kind of it kind of brought me out of this trance. Right. And I finally just started to go home. Um That's and an it insane. was That's an insane story. At, Holy cow. I I looked at the clock and it was like twelve twenty something. Whoa. And so like I lost like an hour. Holy what crap. the hell? Were you were you sitting you so you basically you were watching if let me get this straight, so basically you you saw this in a field or across the field, and then it was it shot off and it felt it didn't feel as long as it did, like the time span no. that you saw right okay, wow, and it Not made just all. just a huge boom, and before that you had that overwhelming sense of dread wow now now I was gonna ask with the the light you're saying. It was shining down. It was a very still, like there. It wasn't like it was uh, floundering around at all. And then it just shot no, out. It was just. It was. It was almost as if like the daylight was just turned on over these two buildings, and you, you know, it was bright enough. You could like, you know, see the grass or whatever, or snow, oh, or God. I don't know. It was bright enough. Um, if you were there, um, you know, it, your whole yard would be lit up like with with like a floodlight. Um, but <clears throat> it gets wow. a little more interesting. Oh, if that's- more. <laughs> Continue, friend. Dude, we might I, have to I make this chills a- going down my spine. I know. That. We, we, we can fast, we can fast forward now um, to, let's see. I think 2013. Okay. Ooh, so a couple of years ago. Um, maybe is right before I moved out to Albuquerque. In fact, I had just accepted the job, um, and I hadn't moved. I moved out in January, and so I think this was late November. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you too much, but so people can get kind of an idea of your your history. Now, I know you did. You you've made a few movies. And right now you're working on you're working on another one, or you're in the process of putting. But you did Afraid of Sunrise before that. Yes. Now, I I want to quick interject. I don't want to switch topics because I love what you're talking about. But I love I really dug that movie. I, wa- I actually watched it for the first time today, and I really really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, man. No, I mean I honest to God, I I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Um. But as a filmmaker, you know, you, 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 you started as a producer, is that right? Or did you, uh, director. Okay. So is that, that's, was that 
part of the move was to to continue that or it was just a job opportunity in new mexico um i i took um a job out here teaching film at the uh, university all right i just wanted to get our timelines to see kind of where you were like with film and all that but okay continue with the with the spooky spookies sure i'll 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 get to it um <laughs> so uh, so fast forward all these years later, it was 2012, 2013, right around right. in there. And, um, I was, I was actually working, uh, in that same town, my ex-girlfriend, uh, lived in that I was visiting. And uh, so I was driving home one night and it was snowing out and, um, and, and I'm, I'm driving cautious because it's back roads, and they, the back roads are the last thing that get plowed. And when I'm driving home at seven o'clock at night, um, I just I I I had I was driving this big van, and um, I just had to go chill, and that's fine. And so, right, uh, I'm driving home in the snow, going slow as shit, and. Uh, this deer runs out in front of me. I basically tap the brakes and the whole van ass ends around. I end, I end up all the way. You just made all us Michigan boys fingers and toes curl. <laughs> we know that feeling. It, it slid across the road into the other lane and into the ditch and upside down. Ooh. Oh, and I'm, I'm basically, I'm trying to get out of my seatbelt and the, uh, the buckle was being, uh, a lot of, you know, pressure or whatever was being put on it. And it, I could not get it to unbuckle. It would not move. It was so tight. Um, I get this same feeling of fear and panic and the fucking, the tires are still going. And like, oh, um, I'm, I'm just like freaking out. It probably smells like gas and brake fluid and all that shit. Exactly. It's, yeah. I smelled, I smelled gas and I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out yeah. of here somehow. And, um, I had that same feeling of fear and panic come over me that came over that same time. Oh no. And, um, from, from when I saw, the light. Um, so, uh, eventually after about 10 minutes, I finally got out. Uh, some people had pulled over and like, I was, my back was all fucked up and, Ugh. um, I, I made my phone calls and, and all this shit. And, and, uh, by the time now I'm waiting for the ambulance, there's an ambulance coming. Um, so I'm waiting for the ambulance and uh, I kind of look around and kind of catch my bearings to see where the hell I'm at. And I'm literally across the street from where I pulled over all those no. years ago. Oh, shit. Right across the street. Like I was driving in the same lane I was on my way home, but I ended up oh. in the ditch on the other side. What? So by the time I finally got out um, and and... and calm down a little bit uh i saw where i was and i i got uh, every fucking hair on my body was standing up Ooh. well you just made all our assholes pucker pretty good so <laughs> yeah no shit um 
Wow. Wow. So good good storytelling, friend. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. let's uh let's delve into your movies a little bit more though. Like I said, I Sure. I I want to hear about the new one, but I, I, you know, I gave you the little bit of praise for Afraid of Sunrise. Which... Love that, yeah, <laughs> love that movie. Um, obviously, my brother was in that. You know, did that movie with you? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, Andy wrote it. Yeah, yep. I love the uh, 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 government conspiracy underlying the whole thing. That was that was a lot of fun. That was good. That made you like. That's all- that's all your brother, though. You know that. I know. I'm just, I'm just pumping him up. <laughs> you know, gotta do him. Gotta do it. <laughs> and Andy has a has a has a uh, four or five different sides to every story, and that's what I like about him. What I what I really enjoyed about that movie specifically, though, and uh, before before we get too far, how can people find that movie? Because I, I mean, we got sent a, a, a link for it, but is there a way that people can? can get to that movie or download the movie or buy the movie or whatever. You know, I, I wish there was, um, yeah, it's probably easiest to contact Andy Shatner and, and I'm sure he'll probably just burn you a copy yeah. and send it out of his... Just email us and yeah. Right. Yeah. You can email the show and, and we can figure something out. Um, it, it was in, it was in film festivals for so yeah. long. You, you can't really do anything until they're done. And then right. it's just kind of been done, and that's you know that's how it works sometimes. It'll be a bonus feature when you guys win an Academy Award for Best Horror Movie of the Year in 2022 or whatever. They'll tag it onto the Blu-ray. That's that's always kind of been on, wanted to be one of my goals is to actually win Best Picture as a horror movie. Yeah. Oh. Oh fuck yeah. Um. Well, actually, you know. Let's okay. So let's talk a little bit more about the the new movie though. Hi, mommy. Can you can you kind of give us an idea of of uh, what you got going on with this with this guy? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give a little bit of background on on uh, how we're how we're doing that. Um, so basically, I uh, I created a two year certificate program in, in film technology is what they call it um, at, on campus. Um, and I teach at uh, the Valencia campus, which is uh, about 40 miles south of Albuquerque. So I, I drive about 40 miles um, down to school. And uh, and basically, um, there's seven or eight classes that these students can go through, and then they'll learn pretty much everything from the ground up and, and how to make a movie, and they make their own movies. and. It's, it's it's really a pretty cool program, and it, it's down on this campus uh, in Valencia County, which is uh, the poorest county um, in the state. And so um, the school opened up down there to, to give the residents down in that area uh, a chance to um, better themselves. And, and, and through grants and everything else, you know, they, a lot of these people... Um, are going back to school or, or going to school for the first time. And then they're, um, and a lot of my students are older than I am. I'm 37. I'll be 37. Um, and I have, um, people that have retired from the military that, um, are just kind of finding film because, uh, Albuquerque has become, um, a really huge, uh, place, um, for Hollywood to be shooting movies and television shows, as you guys know, Breaking Bad was out here, and Better Call Saul. Um, uh, we shot a lot. 
They shot Preacher out here. They shot the new Independence Day movie out here. Oh, wow. Um, they, they shoot everything out here. Um, it's really cool. I actually got a chance to be uh, an extra, uh, uh, a background actor in um, Preacher. Oh, nice. nice. Love that comic. That was a pretty cool, that was a pretty cool day on set. Um, so anyway, um, uh, last year we did a short film called Bear Trap, um, through my school with my students. I directed it and my students all got a chance to work on set. Um, and this semester I'm doing, um, the classes feature film production, uh, co-op. So basically uh, all my students are going to be working on this, uh, feature film that we're going to do called hi mommy um it's written by myself and actually one of my students um it's um it's really a story about a demon that follows the female bloodline of uh, one family um so it's passed down from grandmother to mother to daughter and so forth and and so on i'm already intrigued yeah see i got I I felt like have you seen the movie Goodnight Mommy? Yes, I have. Okay. Very very creepy. Yeah, I kind of had a the vibe that I was getting from that was was a little similar but different just from the the trailer I saw, but I I I, I can't I I'm not necessarily sure if that was an inspiration, but I um that or like the paranormal activity movies a little bit from from what I saw. For the bloodline Art. Yeah, the bloodline. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, buddy. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, no, the the bloodline, that, that was kind of the whole idea in coming up with this. Um, so in the film, the the different characters, the females, they, they see um, what, as we see through the film, as basically a black swirling cloud in the corner of the room. What, what they see... <clears throat> is their mom or their grandma or so forth and so on. And they tell them, tell them to do things. And, um, the girl has, um, a, a little bit of, um, telekinetic powers as Mm -hmm. well. Um, and, um, so, you know, we start the movie basically before the daughter's born. She's the mom's pregnant with her. And, um, and um the mama the mom kills the two that she has two brothers and the mom kills the two brothers and she drowns them in a bath drowns them in a bathtub and then she basically uh slits her wrists and kills herself oh wow Um, that's intense so that so now the dad is is raising this child, and you know we jump to when she's seven, and when all kinds of things are going crazy um, at school um, with other students and stuff. And then we kind of fast forward to when she's a teenager, and um, it basically is going to end in a bloodbath. Wow, the best way. That's the best kind of bath. Maybe now, an Irish bath, but I would. I feel like we would do you a disservice if we didn't get your Indiegogo site kind of out in the forefront here, since this is this is a this is a project that we're wanting to see be completed. 
good. Um, let me actually get, we have like a short email address. So let me find it real quick. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to ask about the, the other movie that I watched. It was the short, what they say. I yes. was very moved by that, by that film because to me, it felt like it was a, it was a, a broader view of depression. And, and so I was kind of curious about, the your take on what you're trying to convey to the audience well um interestingly enough i was going through a lot of very um similar feelings uh I, i'm not a cutter but um I, I was dealing with depression and in, in fact we were shooting both afraid of sunrise and what they say uh at the same time so one week I'd be working on one, the next week I'd be working on the other. Um, it was pretty crazy. I actually ended up in the mental hospital for oh, a couple oh, of days wow. oh, while we were shooting those films. Um, so um, that's what attracted me to the material. Now, the material itself was written by the star of that, Heather Dorf, who has actually gone on to do some pretty um, amazing things. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, she's great, um, and uh, she approached me to direct it, and I had a very, um, very visual uh, idea of what I wanted to do with it, and we executed it really well. I'm, I'm yeah, curious, ju- uh, as far as as your movies are concerned, do you, Justin, do you do you come up with? like visuals first like a kind of like a storyboard or do you go off of like like a creepy story or something you seem to be all about horror which i enjoy but yeah um i i really i really like to write and direct my own stuff normally right um and usually i'll come up with an idea and it's just an idea um and it kind of gets planted in my brain, and I don't do anything with it. I just kind of let it, it muster and fester and, and simmer. And um, it's I'll slowly get inspired and, and come up with an idea for this or for that. Um, and, uh, and then I'll sit down and, and pound out a script. Are you inspired a lot by current films or or older films? Oh, both. Right on. Yeah, both. Now, when you, with your different projects you have going on and whatnot, do you, do you foresee yourself in the future going into any other kind of uh, genres besides horror? Like, if you were to have, say, a student in your class that wanted to do something more like a, uh, romantic comedy, for example, would that be something that you would delve into, or is it strictly a horror uh, genre that you want to stay in? Well, um, most of my classes, they get to make their own projects. So they'll write, shoot, and direct and edit their own projects. They get to do whatever the hell they want. Um, this last class, the class I'm teaching now, is the last class of the certificate. This last class will be, and probably offered every two years, will basically be uh, whatever, whatever 
yeah, whatever I'm, whatever I'm making. And, and, um, you know, I plan to do like a short one year, a feature the next short a feature, something like that. Um, so, um, I can only offer that class once every two years. So, um, so it works out in my favor. Now, uh, I'd still have to raise money for it. We still have to, to, to feed people. And, and of course my students aren't going to get paid. They're getting class credit, but, um, uh, I, I will probably hire a, a cinematographer and a guy that does special effects, uh, makeup and stuff. Um, and then I'll have a, a visual effects guy that has to make the demon cloud. Um, and so, uh, we're raising money uh, right now. Um, the Indiegogo page is. I hate looking up things on my <laughs> phone because everything's like mobile. It's like the dude, mobile page. Honest to God. So I don't even. I don't even know what what it is. You can go to Indiegogo and you can just search for "Hi Mommy." Um, you'll see a kid uh, with blood on his hands. Uh, a painting. Um, of a, a baby with like blood on his hands. That's it. Uh, click on that, and you can um, could donate as little as five dollars. Um, right. So you you know you could forego your your cup of uh, Starbucks for for one day, and you could uh, help 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 my you know help my students uh, get a chance to like uh, live a dream. Um, it's really it's it's a dream for them to be able to get on a set and work on a movie. Uh, and, uh, it, it also inspires them to do their own. Um, I, I really want to, to be the catalyst for my students. I want them to go on and like make better movies than I do. I want them to like beat me in awards. I hear you, man. And that's, 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 you know, from the heart for sure. And I, I, if anybody wants to check this out, go to Indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash high dash mommy forward slash and i think that that'll take you to where you need to go if there's anything no no man it's all good i as a podcast we we will we will definitely donate towards this and 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 uh you know we're happy to see budding filmmakers and people who come from the right place continue to to make movies i think you're you know, I after watching that movie earlier today, I mean, it, it just made me excited. As a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker too. I mean, all of us do. I think a little bit. I mean, it's it's creation. It's uh, it's sitting down and like mapping something out. It's kind of like what we did with this podcast. We didn't know what we wanted to do necessarily, but then eventually, you just go, "Hey, let's you know, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's try something new," and. uh to that, you know, I say bravo, sir. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see this, mm-hmm, to see the mm-hmm. final project. And if, you know, whatever comes down the line in the future as well. So, I, I, yeah, I would like to tell you about another one I have in the works. It's kind Ooh, of, yeah, guys, definitely. Yeah, by all means, kind of up your guys' alley, actually. Um, so when you guys decide to do, um, a Kennedy. Oh, that's Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would like to be involved in that. Um, number one, because I'm, I'm, I'm deep. I'm in deep with the Kennedy stuff. I just grew up as a kid. 
interested in that family, and I kind of come from my mom's side of the family is Irish, so it's like Kennedy, 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 and the more I read, the more interested I got, and I, I got pretty deep. Um, so we're um, a friend of mine back in Illinois uh, is writing a script, um, and it's basically about um, about that that second shooter. Yeah. Right. Okay. And um, he's actually in our story. He's in uh, Mexican prison, and he's about to croak it with mm. cancer. And so he basically gets hold of this reporter and starts to tell him his story. And this guy goes and fact checks and comes across some really crazy shit. Um, and, and so that's something that, um, that might be that project in two years, but I think we might be fast tracking that one. We might be doing that maybe next year sometime. I don't know. That would be sweet. the script wow. is pretty much written. Um, the script is pretty much written, and I'm just waiting on a, a final script, um, and we'll start moving on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really into the Kennedy conspiracy. Uh, both Jack, Bobby, and Robert, even Teddy yeah. with yeah, you know, and yeah, and even Teddy with Chappaquiddick um, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I, you guys keep doing your thing. I, I really enjoy this podcast. I'm a huge fan of, of Larry's Ephus podcast because I'm a huge <laughs> baseball nut. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite. You guys have had two of my stories on, on the Ephus that I've written in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I appreciate that because Marty's another guy that I love. So it's nice to hear that. And. Dude, it's been a pleasure having you on. I I wish we could sit and chew your brain for another couple hours. I won't let I, you though, because you know what we got to do, Justin. Yeah, we're. I'm watching the Cubs right now, son. <laughs> go Cubs, go! <laughs> God damn baseball always ruins everything. <laughs> All right, well, hey, anybody out there that's listening, please hit up this man's Indiegogo. Remember, hi mommy, and you know, five dollars maybe ship it in there. If not. Um, there's some really cool perks on on the Indiegogo page. You can get, um, you know, anything from a a digital download when it's done to, we're going to be putting t-shirts on there here really quickly. And we'll definitely, uh, we're going to post all the links on our site. So that way everybody that's listening, you can go there easy breezy, click on it. Five bucks. That's nothing. Yeah, five bucks is just a drop of the hat, you know. So, uh, yeah, give us some love. And uh, our our campaign is closing um, on Halloween, October 31st. So do do something very horror-related. Uh, mm-hmm. us, give us some love. Awesome. Well, Justin, it's been a pleasure having you on. That's all. By the way, that's Justin Romine. I didn't want to say that earlier because I was yeah, you, Romine. You said it right. Oh, yep, Romine. Oh. For the guy, guy who can't speak. For the guy that can't speak, I'm constantly fucking berated. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on. We'd love to have you come back on and just chew the Any, scenery with anytime. us. Anytime. Awesome. Cool. Anytime, awesome. fellas. All right. Go Cubs. Yeah. Go All Cubs. Right. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys next week on another episode of the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Thank you and good night. Fear, terrified.
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.